Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? Father, we thank you so much for teaching us through your Bible and through the Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for anointing somebody to be teacher, pastor, apostle, prophet, and evangelist to give the word, to explain the word. And Lord, we know that this is done by the anointing, not by man's ability, Lord. We ask for the anointing to teach us today. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Today, I would like to talk about one of the keys to success and prosperity in life. When I talk about prosperity, I'm not talking about money only, but I'm talking about the whole life, family life, finances, health. It's wonderful to be healthy and strong, full of energy, full of wisdom, full of favor, prosperity in everything in life. In Third John Chapter 1, verse 2, the Bible says, Behold, I pray that you may prosper in all things. In all things. Some people may have a lot of money, but they suffer a lot. Kids are walking away. They're sick. They have to receive chemotherapy or what? Many, many problems. But God wants us to prosper in all things and be in health. Just as your soul prospers. In order to be prosperous in the way of God, the first thing we need to do is to have prosperity in our soul. I have learned one thing in walking with God for 38 years. Everything starts from the heart. You notice that God never say that King David is a man who is good looking. He never say that Noah oh, was rich. He said, Noah was a righteous man. He complimented people because they have the right heart. So in order to have prosperity, we need to start with the heart here. And today I'm talking about the spirit, the heart. I'm going to start by reading Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 31. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Worry. What you eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, is it not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly fathers feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. That is how God clothes the grass of the field, 
which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? On that mountain, Jesus gave many sermons, Sermon on the Mount. And in this part of the sermon, he said, why worry four times? Worry is the heart condition. It's a spiritual sickness and disease. It's opposite to faith. We have victory in life by faith, not by worrying. So if you want to live a prosperous life, you need to take on faith, not on worry. You need to get rid of worry as soon as possible. In the Greek language, the Bible says, make a firm decision from today on that I will not be anxious, I will not worry, and from now on, I will trust the Lord who can take care of me. So today I would like to talk about one of the heart conditions that is to have faith instead of worrying. Matthew 13, 22. The one who received the seed, the seed means the word, that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. We all receive the same sermon. We can get into YouTube and internet. We can read the same Bible. But why we are so different? What is the difference between us? Not skin color, not nationality, not language. The difference between believers around the world is the heart condition. Do you receive the word? Take it and trust and believe and practice it. Like you would just listen to the testimony a while ago. Or you're going to let the worries of this world, the deceitfulness of the wealth, the love of the money, the worry that I'm going to become poor, I will not have enough to eat, make you sink down. I encourage you today, from today on, if you start to worry, repent right away. Get rid of it. And say, God, I'm sorry, I worry. I will not live in worry anymore. Amen? Worry makes you unfruitful. It's the attitude of heart. Why Shouldn't we worry? Verse 25 say, Is not life more important than food? And the body more important than clothes? Jesus said that our spiritual life is more important than food, than clothes. Our physical health is more important than money and clothes and food. So we need to have strong spiritual life. What is a strong spiritual life? Number one, know your God. Two, repent quickly. Three, don't live in sin. Four, trust God. Five, obeying God. Six, have a good relationship with God. Pleasing God. Live a life that God is smiling at you. Your spiritual life is so important than anything else. But if your spiritual life is strong, 
Just like what I read a while ago in 3 John 1 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. If your spiritual life prospers, the rest will come. I listened to the testimony of a member in the church. He turned into the 60 years old and he worked for a job. And he thought that, wow, in my job, how am I going to get promotion? How am I going to get more salary? Because if I leave this job, no one going to hire me at 60-something years old. But his spiritual life is strong. He loves God. He wants to serve God. He really cares about God's kingdom. And what happened to him? His company joined with another bigger company. When they joined together, he got promotion. And he got more salary. God has the way to bless him. Because his heart is not worried. His heart trusts God and knows that God will do his best to take care of him. Nothing is impossible with God. Let us trust God together. Mark chapter 8, 34 to 36 say, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross. We must deny our flesh, our sinful nature, our own plan. And follow me, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Life here means the life that follow the flesh, that try to please the flesh, the life that the world offer to us. But if we choose that, we will lose it. But whoever loses his life, willing to follow God, die to self, for me and for the gospel, will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world? You can have many properties. You can have millions of dollars in the bank account or billions of dollars in the bank account. Yet, forfeit his soul. You cannot go to heaven and your life is in miserable condition because you don't have strong spiritual life on the inside of you. I want to tell you, the most important thing in the life is your spirit. Not just the physical body, not just a nice house. You make sure that your spirit is strong, full of faith, full of love. Don't worry about anything. And God promises that when we trust God and we don't worry, God will take care of us. In Matthew 6, 26, the Bible says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them, are you not much more valuable than they? Have you ever watched birds fly in the air? And they have food to eat every day. God takes care of the fish in the ocean. Are we more valuable than those? Do we have the heavenly Father who will take care of his children? Yes, he will take care of his children. But the key is, don't worry. Trust him. Amen? I remember one time, happy wife, happy life. Every man say, happy wife. Why so, not very loud. Happy wife. This a happy wife. You're not confident at all when you say, 
Happy vibe. Can you say one more time? Happy wife. Happy life. Okay. One time, Pastor Da saw a house, and she liked that house so much. So she said, "I like this house." The next day, I went to see that house. When within two months, we bought that house to have a happy wife. But the mortgage went up three times. I swallow my saliva. The mortgage went up, but I know God will take care of me. After that happened, it's interesting. As a doctor, you have to be on call for the hospital. No if and or but. It's a must. It's a law. If you are the uh, attending for each hospital, you have to be on call for free of charge. No money. Right after we bought that house, I say, God, you take care of the birds in the air. You need to take care of me because the mortgage has gone up big time. But I want my wife to smile and happy to live in the house she likes. Within a few months, the hospital sent a letter to me. From now on, we decided when you're on call, we're going to pay you one thousand dollars a day. And I was on call for two hospital, seven days a month for two hospital a month, fourteen days, fourteen thousand dollars a month come into my pocket. Sometimes I sit at home watching TV, but money still come in, <laughs> and I was able to pay off my house within three and a half years with that on-call money. I'm nothing wrong. I don't cheat anybody. I don't do anything wrong. Money just come in. I could pay off my house, so now I have no mortgage, no debt. God take care of those who trust Him. He will take care of you. We. Don't have to worry that we don't have money to spend. Amen. God will take care. Just trust God. Sometimes Pastor Da said to me, "You know, we give, we bless people, we build a church, we give to the mission, and many times we forget about all those money that we write a check. We even forget how much we give, and we we just have enough to eat. We never lack anything." And God still bless us, give us good health, happiness, good family. God take care of us. We lack no good things. We just have enough, more than enough every day, because God is our good Father. Psalm thirty-seven, verse twenty-five. I was young, and now I am old. That is for David, not me. I'm not old yet. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, or their children baking bread. God will never forsake any child of His. Amen. You don't don't need to bake somebody. If you faithfully love God and serve God and live for the kingdom, Psalm twenty-three verses one to two: The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside quiet waters. In the wilderness, 
God gave manna to the children of Israel every day. When they began to complain about steak, God sent quails to them every day for many months. You see, God took care of His children. Trust God. God gonna take care of you. He will never forsake you. He, if He take care of the birds in the air, He gonna take care of you. Don't worry, please. Don't keep that worry in your heart. Just get rid of it as soon as possible. You're going to have more than enough to serve the Lord. Matthew 6.27, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Worrying will not benefit you, but in fact, it will kill you. Worry will cause sickness and disease. High blood pressure. Some people worry and depressed, they eat a lot. And they gain too much weight because they're so worried. Some people drink alcohol, take some drugs in order to fight with the depression and worry. And they become very slow and weak and they could not function very well. Because they're so worried, they focus on the problem. They think about the problem that never happened in their life. They just keep worrying. So don't worry. Worry may make you sick. Emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Don't take worry into your life. Amen? You will lack enthusiasm if you worry. Your face will not look happy. Because you're always like... You know, your customer walk in, you see you... Oh, I don't want to be around you. You look so worried. How can you take care of me? If you even cannot take care of yourself... In my medical office, I always smile and laugh because I want my patient to know that I'm healthy. I can take care of you. I'm happy all the time. I always laugh. A patient walk out of the office, always smile and laugh. He always joke and happy and shake hand and you're going to be fine. They don't want to see the doctor who looks sad and worried. Amen? You go everywhere, you should smile and be happy. Don't worry. In Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 say, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. How can you become diligent if you're worried? When you worry, you lose your energy, your stamina. When you're depressed, you cannot sleep well at night. You look tired. You cannot be industrious or diligent. But when you're full of joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You're so full of energy, full of charisma. You smile, you laugh, people like to be around you. How many people like to be around people who are sad all the time? Look, long face all the time. How many people? No one, is that right? You want to be around people who smile, and laugh and happy, full of energy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So be happy. Don't worry, just whenever you have problems, you just give to God. God, take care of this, okay? I don't want to worry about it. You take care. You look after me. I'm going to move on with my life. Matthew 6, 28 to 29. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Solomon was famous in having great wisdom. 
He was the richest man in his generation. In 1 Kings chapter 10 verse 7, when the queen of Sheba walked into his palace, her heart dropped down because she was so shocked with what she saw. All of his servants smile and happy. That's what the Bible say. They don't have a long face. They, everyone's so happy in his palace. And the Bible say, but I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me in wisdom and in wealth. You have far exceeded the report I heard. Well, how much King Solomon was blessed by God to have wisdom and wealth. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, he decorates the field with lilies and flowers and even more beautiful than what Solomon had. My brothers and sisters, if God can give the blessing to Solomon, he can bless you. More than enough. You can have more than enough to enjoy life, to do the ministry, to do the work of God. Amen? Amen. Trust God. Don't worry. You may not get there yet, but just do the best you can and work hard and be good employees and uh, be good citizens and just be faithful to God. He will bless you. Day after days, years after years, he's going to take care of you. Trust God. Amen. Believe that God will take care of you. Don't worry too much. Not good to worry too much. Because Matthew 6.32 says, For the pagan run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. God knows what you need before you even have the things you need. I look back now. I understand this sermon, this scripture more. Before I became a Christian, I did not know God at that time. And God sent a woman to me to be my wife. Her name is Pasada. At that time, we were not Christian. I didn't even know that I'm going to be a pastor. I did not know that I'm going to preach. Actually, when I studied in high school, I studied French. I did not study English. So English is very foreign to me. Now I have to preach in English. But God knows that this church needs this kind of woman to be a pastor wife. God knows what I need before the time comes. He knows everything. He knows what I need in this church. He provides for me, sometimes even before I ask. He sent people to help us in this church, so many people, so many good people in this house. God sent you to me. He knows my need, and he knows you need to. He's going to take care of every detail of your life. He is a good father. Trust him. Don't worry. He knows 
even the numbers of your hair, even though some of you may not have a lot to count, but he knows even <laughs> the numbers of your hair. He knows all the detail of your life. He will take care of you. Amen. But not only stop borrowing. The second heart attitude I like to talk about is Matthew six thirty three. Matthew six thirty three. But seek first. Everyone say first, not second. First, his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things, all the things that you need, all the things that you desire, all the things that make you enjoy life, all the things to fulfill the calling of your life, shall be or will be given to you as well. The second heart attitude. Number one, don't worry. The second one, again, your heart. What is the number one things in your heart? Every day we make decision. Every day we make choices concerning everything in life: how to spend time, how to spend money, how to spend energy, where, which house you're gonna buy, what kind of car you're gonna buy, who you're gonna marry to. Every day you make decision. And the question is, in your heart, what comes first? What comes first? The Bible says, seek first his kingdom. I preach this sermon out of my life. This is not just a theory. Since I was a new believer, I learned this scripture from Baptist American Missionary. And I promised God, I will choose the kingdom of God first in my life. No matter what happened, God is my king. He is my Lord. If he say turn right, I turn right. If he say turn left, I turn left. I will treat him as my king and my master. And from that day on, everything I do, I think about his benefit first. His kingdom first. What is the kingdom? The Bible say that when you receive Jesus Christ into your heart, the kingdom of God has come in you. So, in my understanding, if I live for the kingdom, it means I want to expand the kingdom on this earth. More so, save. I want to see more souls saved. More people invite Jesus to come into their life. More people love Jesus. I invited Pastor Helmut to come from Germany to record the German lesson, preaching in Thai and German. I have to admit to you, I confess right now, it's very hard on me because I have a full-time job, I have full-time work as a pastor, two, two jobs already. Now I add on my plate to record five sermons a week. Not easy. Five sermons a week, every week, up on my neck here. Very, very hard on me. Physically, mentally, everything. And every time I start to say, oh, no, this is too hard, the Lord said to me, can you do it for people in Germany? 
to have good teaching. And God encouraged me this morning. Somebody said lie to me. A picture in the TV that her husband, German husband, was watching our sermon. And when I saw that picture, okay, Lord. And I replied her. I replied this lady. Do you know I record five sermons a week with Pastor Helmut for your kid and for your husband, so that your German Deutsch-speaking children and your Deutsch-speaking husband can hear the gospel message in their own language. Why we do all these things? For soul, for the kingdom of God. So that more people in Germany will get into revival, will get the good food, spiritual food. So, with this idea, God, I'm not leaving myself for money, for house, or material. Actually, I come to the point of my life. I confess to you, I come to the point of my life. The most happiest things in my life right now, I tell you, this is the truth. Two things in my life that make me so happy and enjoy. Number one, to be with my wife. Number two, is to live in the presence of God. When God's presence is on me, whoo, so good. The anointing is on my life. When I am able to walk in the anointing and the glory is on me, Better than living in a nice mansion, big house, nice car. Material is nothing to me now. Thank God for the nice house. But that is not comparable to live for the kingdom and have the presence of God on your body, on your life 24-7. Amen. Now I understand when Jesus say in the Bible, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father, John 14, 26-27, the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to all your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. When the presence of the Holy Spirit is strong in you, whew, peace, joy, happiness, Money cannot buy, but God still gives you money anyway. God still gives you good health anyway. God still gives you material anyway. But that is nothing compared to living in the glory and in the presence of God. Amen? But you need to seek the kingdom of God first. In a practical way, what do I mean? I mean that every decision in my life, Every penny I spend, every minute I spend, every house I buy, whatever I do, I always think, is this going to bring soul to the kingdom? Is this going to build your local church? Is this going to make your name glorified? Is this going to make the kingdom of God expand in my generation through me and my family and through this church? I always think about the kingdom before anything else. All day long. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. And if you can do that, I believe God will give you prosperity. 
because you live for the King of all kings, not just only for His kingdom, but for His righteousness. Romans chapter 14 verse 17: For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When the kingdom of God is on you, you choose righteousness. You're going to have peace that the world cannot give. You're going to have the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Holy Spirit that gives you strength, wisdom, the joy of God, the laughter of God gives us good health. It boosts up the immune system that you will not get sick. Some doctors believe this, that our body produces bad cells off and on. We call cancer cell. But if your immune system is strong, your immune system is going to kill that cancer cell very fast. That's why we don't have cancer. So if you understand this, you should laugh in the Holy Spirit every day. To build, <laughs> to build your immune system. God give us the joy of the Holy Spirit to build our immune that's why the Bible says laughter is a medicine. Make you strong. Amen? But how can we have peace and joy if we live in sin? No way. We're going to live in guilt and condemnation and we lack the blessing of God. I like to read about a man in the Bible, Noah. Genesis chapter 6 verse 9. Why did God give Noah special favor? This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked with God. I like that. I like to put my name in there. This is the account of Pastor Lau. Pastor Lau was a righteous man, blameless among the people in his generation. And he walked with God. Your spiritual life is so important. You need to walk with God. And you need to love righteousness. And you need to hate sin. Don't get involved with any sinful things. And verse 22 says, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Wow. Noah has the right heart. He trusts God. He sought the kingdom of God first. He lived a righteous life. When God say this, he did this. When God said that, he did that. He was a righteous man. He wanted to please God in everything he did. We should be the same way with Noah. Seek the kingdom of God first. Amen? And God will take care of all our needs. Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. When we can do these two things, I'm going to conclude now. The blessing of number one, trust God, don't worry. God commands us, don't worry four times in Matthew chapter 6. Two, seek the kingdom of God first. Let him become your king. Every decision you make is about the kingdom, it's about souls, it's about the church, it's about expanding the kingdom. First, you always think, what can I do to please God? 
Not living in sin, not doing wrong things, I cannot do the right things. Amen? In fact, I'm preparing a sermon that may, I may preach in the future. And in that sermon, I read about Jesus put up the coin. And the picture on the coin is Caesar. And when I prepare the sermon, the Bible say, God say to me, tell my people, pay your taxes. Because that belong to Caesar. Belong to the IRS. And then God tell me one thing. He say, believe God that God going to bless you so much to the point that the taxes you pay, you can forget about it. And you don't have to worry about it. Because you have so much left behind that you can spend. Should we go to that condition? That God will bless us so much that when we pay taxes to the Uncle Sam, we still, hey, nothing. I still have a lot left because God blessed me so much. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Worship the Lord your God. If he's your king, you worship him, you live for him. He come first. And his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. If we keep our heart, trust God. Seek the kingdom of God first. Worship God. Serve God. Build the kingdom of God first. He come first in my life. Live a righteous life. God promises that he will bless us. Bless the food, bless the water we drink. And when you're sick, he will take away the sickness very quickly. You will not have to stay in sickness. You will live a long life. Sometime, Pastor Dan and I, we joked up between husband and wife. <laughs> Pastor Dan, look at me. What are you going to talk about here? I always pray and believe that I will be healthy and strong until 120 years old. At 120 years old, I still can preach. And one day I just sit on the couch and God take me to heaven without cancer, without heart attack. I just sit down and maybe even better, I say, God, maybe I'm the third one beside Elijah and Enoch. Maybe you just take me without death out of here at 120 years old. And Pastor Dad make a joke with me. Sometimes husband and wife joke. If you live 120 years old, who's going to get your inheritance? <laughs> because by that time, Josiah and Nora are going to turn about 50 years old. Tanida is going to be around, what, 90? <laughs> I did not have the answer. I live there by day for now. I don't worry about uh, at 120 years old. Amen? Let me read one more time. Oh, by the way, parents, parents, if you have more than enough, please bless your children. Why they are alive. 
Help them to start their life easier. Don't have this Chinese thinking. This is Chinese thinking. In Thailand, not in China. So that you don't know, you know that I'm not attacking China. Chinese thinking in Thailand say, Thailand, Thailand. Oh, let them suffer. They need to work with their own hand. I'm going to keep all the money with me until I die. Then they can take from me. Brothers and sisters, parents, could you please, Thailand, let them start their life. Help them. Don't love money. Give to them. Help them pay the down payment of the house. I think this way. I'm sorry I get out of the topic here. But the Holy Spirit told me to say this. I'd rather see my kids smile at me and love me and appreciate me while I'm alive. And we enjoy life together. Enjoy seeing them living in a nice house, having a nice car. Then after I die and my body is in a coffin, and they come to me, now you're dead. I can get from you now. All the children in this room say, Amen. Amen. Now you love me more. All the children, all the young people in this room, Yes, Amen. Now you love your pastor more. I'm serious. Please be a giver. Give to your children. Let them enjoy. Especially children in this house, I tell you, the children in this house love God. Serve God. They should have the blessing from you. Amen. Bless them. They're not goofy people. They're not in drugs and pornography. They love God in this. All the children in this church, really good children. Let's give hand to the, all the children in this church. Amen. Hallelujah. So please write a check after the service. Help them to put down payment in the good house, okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> so today the sermon is simple. Matthew 6, 23 to 33. Don't worry. I bring this lesson to you just to remind you. Don't worry that, uh, that you don't have clothes tomorrow or food to eat. You're going to have more than enough. Live for the kingdom. Bless people. Bless the ministry. Bless the Jews. Bless Israel. Bless the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. God will give you back. God will provide for you. Pray for people. Visit people in the hospital. Go and build the kingdom. Every time you look at people, you see them. So come into the kingdom. I want you to know Jesus. I want you to come to heaven with me. Always think about soul. Even though they're so nasty to you, they still, you still smile. Jesus loved you. Let me pay for your dinner tonight. You know that God loves you. When the server in the restaurant come to you, don't give them two bucks. Give them good tips. God loves you. Amen? Give them the church card. God loves you. Maybe one day they will come to know Jesus. Let them see the generosity of Christians. Amen? For the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah.
<laughs> thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us simple message today, reminding us not to worry. Worry is a sickness, is a disease, is not of the kingdom of God. Therefore, Father, help all of us not to live in anxiety, depression, but we're going to live in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to make a decision every day that you are the king of our life. We live for the kingdom, for your church, for souls. We will make every decision to honor you and to expand the kingdom of God in this world. Lord, one day when we die and go to heaven, life is just a mist. Our life is so short on this earth compared to eternity. One day we will see you and you shall smile and say, you are like Noah. You are a righteous woman, a righteous man. Blameless. You do everything I tell you to do. I'm so pleased with you. Come in. I have a lot of rewards for you in heaven. The rewards that the rust cannot destroy. The thief cannot steal. And it will be with us for eternity. The crowd of glory, the crowd of righteousness. Help us, Lord. Help us by your Holy Spirit. Fill us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit to have peace and joy and faith and trust that we will not be bounded by worry and anxiety and by selfishness, self-centeredness, but we will be kingdom-oriented people, Father. And Father, prove to all of these children of yours in this church and those who are in the internet right now, the live stream, that you keep your promise. That when we seek your kingdom and righteousness first, you shall add to us all the blessing, all the things that we need. Supernaturally, miraculously, the breakthroughs will come in, Lord. Thank you so much for reminding us in this sermon. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Before we have lunch together, I'd like to ask you to confess with me one more time. It's good to confess. Amen. It's good, you know, Christian life is of the covenant. God make covenant with us and we make covenant with Him. 
when God told Abraham, "Could you take my son up to the mountain and kill him and give him as a sacrifice?" Abraham right away he prepared his animal. He got his servant. He went up to the mountain. He put the wood, burned the wood, and the son said, "What is going on here, father?" And he pulled the knife out. He was ready to give Isaac as a sacrifice. And the angel of the Lord came and said, "Stop! I now know you're the man of faith and obedience. Look at that. A lamb is there. Kill that lamb, not your son." And then after the word, God say, "I make a covenant with you that." You, your children, will be so numerous like the star in the sky. Is he is the covenanted God? He make covenant with us. We need to make a covenant with him. It's two ways. How many people want to make a covenant with God? Should we confess this morning to make a covenant? Do like Abraham. We obey him. No matter what He tells us to do, we say yes. We're gonna do it, and I believe God gonna bless you. Amen. If you want to do that, could you please stand up and we're gonna confess together a confession of covenant. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the God of the covenant, and we are in the better covenant. Better promises, just like what you say in Hebrew chapter seven and eight. Abraham had your covenant, but we, Lord, have a better covenant. Now we make a covenant with you. You are our God, our Father. Our King, for the rest of our life and for eternity, we trust you, Lord. We we'll walk in obedience, just like Abraham. Oh Lord, from today on, Jesus is my Lord. I will live my life. For the kingdom of God, your kingdom comes first. Your righteousness comes first. Oh Lord, I believe your promise, your covenant. As I seek your kingdom first, as I seek your righteousness first. All the things that I need, and more than enough, will be given to me. I trust you, my God, Jehovah. I trust you, Jesus, Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus the Messiah. 
who became poor so that I might be rich. By your stripes, I was healed. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Abraham sought Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider as well. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn the person next to you and say, "God bless you." God bless you. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thankful.